eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption so that you can live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you're listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. So today's going to be a little bit different than most of my other episodes. I don't think that I've really recommended specific items in the past, and none of this is sponsored. None of this is actually, you know, like, oh, you should buy this specific branded product. But I've been asked this question quite a few times in the past, and it's something that I am thinking about a lot um, as (laughs) I am like 26 weeks pregnant with our third child. So today's episode is going to be my sustainable baby must-haves. Now, if you are a expecting mom or a new mom, this is not like a full checklist of what I recommend you buying to get ready for baby, but I am going to share five items that I find very, very helpful or essential when we're going through like the newborn and baby stages. Again, being pregnant again um, and being a minimalist, my youngest daughter is currently almost one and a half. However, as she outgrew and stopped using her certain baby items, we literally just immediately sold or donated them because I did not want them sitting around the house if we weren't expecting to have a baby anytime soon. So now pretty much we're starting back at square one and I'm kind of making lists and figuring out exactly what we are going to buy for this new baby. And in the past, I've been asked this question a lot of times actually like, hey, as a sustainable mom, as a, you know, minimal-ish mom, what are some items that you think are just crucial to have for baby or what are your favorite baby items? And so I thought that if this could help anybody out there, it would be worth um, having the episode about. So yeah, again, none of this is sponsored. Um, Most of these aren't specific brand name items. They're just items that I think are very helpful to have in general, at least for me whenever my babies are newborn. So if you are an expectant mama or a new mom who's kind of trying to get some items together, this one is for you. And again, this isn't like everything that I think you need for a baby. Um, If you look up on Pinterest or even like Google or local mom pages, like there are comprehensive lists of like every single item that you quote quote need to get for baby. So I'm not saying that like these are the only items I would buy, but these are things that when you are making your baby registry or putting together a checklist of things to buy for baby, if you want to be a little bit more minimalistic and eco-friendly or sustainable, these are products that I just think are staples and are must-haves to include in on that list. So again, this isn't everything that you need for baby, but these are things that I definitely recommend putting on that list and buying, especially if you are trying to live a little bit more minimalistically and eco-friendly. 
So let's dive in. The first product, and this is like the biggest one. If people were like, Kayla, what is your number one, you know, minimalist mom baby must have? It is a baby carrier. So when my babies are newborns, and I've tried so many different carriers, there's a lot that I, I guess, like, and then there are a lot that I've tried that I just do, don't work for us. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm a very small person. I'm like 5'2", and I make giant babies. So a lot of the baby carriers that I've tried just are very, very awkward fitting for me and the baby. Um, but one that I absolutely love in the first month or two is a good baby wrap. I'm not gonna name specific brands because there are a lot of these, but essentially they are a long piece of stretchy fabric and you wrap it around yourself in very like specific configurations and then tie it around at your waist and then the baby fits right inside of it. So they're a little bit confusing at first. It was a big learning curve for me. Like I think I didn't really use one at all with my first because I tried and it was just awkward. Like awkward to the point where I tried one day going into I think TJ Maxx or some store like that. And the lady at the checkout, she was super sweet, but she was literally like, oh, can I help you like readjust this? You know, your baby's sitting a little bit low and I know it's kind of hard to get these things. Like I was literally stopped because this thing was like sagging too low because I didn't know how to use it the right way. So after that, I honestly didn't even really try to use the baby wrap again with my first. However, I got a second hand one with my second child and I watched like a YouTube video on how to actually set it up probably 10 or 15 times, I had to keep referring back to it. But once we got the hang of it, it was very, very comfy, very, very easy to carry baby around, and it made my life a lot easier. I'm not gonna recommend a specific brand because there are a lot of brands of baby wrap, and a lot of them I found to just be similar to one another, but I will say that if you look at reviews and you find one that you like and that you wanna get, it's very easy to find them secondhand. So if you look on Facebook Marketplace or reselling apps like Poshmark and Mercari, and not only is buying secondhand like this just more sustainable and eco-friendly, but it's also really good on your wallet if you're trying to like be smart financially or you have a budget because you can find these things for way under retail. So yeah, a baby wrap is what I have personally found to be the coziest and the best option for when your baby's little, like probably a month to two months, maybe three months, depending on what size your baby is. Then once they outgrow that newborn baby wrap stage, the next baby product or baby essential that I recommend is getting a good quality, soft structured carrier. Now, again, this is not sponsored in any way, but I have tried so many different brands of soft structured carriers. And I know that this is very specific from person to person on which one they prefer and what kind they prefer, but this is the one that has worked the best for me, and that is a happy baby carrier. I think there are similar brands and models out there that have kind of a similar structure, but to me, this one doesn't feel as heavy and bulky as other ones that I've tried. And it was just really cozy for my baby up front. My husband was able to wear her in this. And usually it's awkward for him to try to carry her because he's 6'3", he's just super tall and his, he has a very like long torso. So in the past he's tried to baby wear and it's just been uncomfortable for him. But with this specific carrier, it's been very easy. 
Um, and this is another one. I got mine secondhand, I think on a like Facebook page specifically for that brand. And I got it for a decent amount under retail and it was secondhand. So I felt a little bit better about that. And I'm not, again, I'm not completely endorsing this product. I'm not, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. And I really recommend, I know a lot of people have tried a lot of different carriers and they settle on one that works the best for them. So if you are a new mom and you're not really familiar with baby wearing, I recommend you getting out there, maybe seeing if you have a local baby wearing Facebook page that has a lending closet that you can go see different carriers and try them on and just see what feels the best for you. But definitely for me, just having a good soft structured carrier has been an absolute lifesaver. Both of my babies so far have been exclusively breastfed and I practice kind of an attachment style parenting where my babies want to be held all the time and I have no problem holding them all the time, especially if you are a mom who breastfeeds, which, you know, if if you do, good for you. If you don't, good for you. I support you and send you love either way. But you know, if you have breastfed a baby in the past, there are so many days with cluster feeding and stuff where you are just sitting on the couch for 80% of your day because your baby will not stop drinking milk. And on days like that, just having a good carrier where you can throw them in the carrier, you know, pop the boob out, or even like days that your baby is fussy, grumpy, extra tired, going through a growth spurt. Overall, just for me at least, and my specific style of parenting that I practice or whatever, a good baby carrier has just been a lifesaver. And not just in the newborn stages either. My daughter is a year and a half right now, and there are still days where she is fussy and just wants me to hold her all day, but I still need to get things done around the house. So having a good baby carrier that I can just throw her in and she'll be happy on my back or front or whatever has literally just been a saving grace for our family. The next baby product that I recommend in a sustainable baby must have is good baby clothes. And for me, I pretty much buy everything secondhand unless we're like gifted something or a family member wants to, you know, spoil the baby and gets them a cute outfit. But besides that, we, I pretty much buy all baby clothes secondhand, either on, you know, Facebook marketplace or those reselling apps, or, you know, we get hand-me-downs. So for me, this has just been a great way. Like I hate going into the store and it's like, oh, a cute three pack of onesies. And you look at the price tag, it's like $27. <laughs> like, I don't know why the price of kids clothes always surprises me. So not only is it better for the planet and the environment when you buy baby clothes secondhand, cause you're extending the life of that product. You're not like directly supporting the fast fashion industry that, you know, creates unsustainable amounts of baby clothes, if that makes sense. But you're also saving a ton of money, like so much money if you go to the thrift store and get a haul of baby clothes that way versus, you know, going into just a regular store to buy a bunch of baby clothes. So yeah, my absolute favorite for this is just going to the thrift store. Usually there are tons of newborn and, you know, up to the first year baby clothes at our local thrift store. So every time that I hop in there to, you know, drop off a bag of donations or to just browse the thrift store racks, I try to pick up one or two things for the new baby. Um, and honestly, so far we have a decent stash from me just doing that. You know, I kind of go for cozy, neutral clothing like baby onesies, 
comfy PJs, you know, stretchy, soft pants, things like that. And at least for me, those things have been very easy to buy secondhand in the past and to buy at thrift stores. You can even buy really good brands of baby clothes. There are a few organic baby brands that I've kept hearing people mention and talk about and just rave about how amazing of quality and comfort level that they were. So I joined a couple buy sell trade pages on Facebook that were specific to those baby clothes and I have started kind of accumulating pieces as people do like really cheap purges of them so that's another way to do secondhand baby clothes is to join Facebook pages or you know again look on the reselling apps like Facebook Marketplace, Mercari, things like that but to me obviously clothes is a necessity for your baby but if you're trying to live more sustainably buying secondhand clothes is a really, really great option. And not only for the planet, but also for your bank account. The next baby product that is a must have for me is a secondhand rocker or glider. Now, I feel like this is something that most people put on their registries anyway or put on their baby checklist because it's just one of those typical things that you have in the room with the baby. Um, But this is definitely one that I recommend and has been a lifesaver for me at least. I know with my first, we didn't use it as much, but we did use it a decent amount and I would, you know, put him in the glider with me and we would read books and just, you know, I'd try to put him down for naps there and it was a really good like bonding experience, I guess, for me and my first. But with my second baby, who's now a year and a half, for her first three or four months of life, she was extremely colicky and fussy due to a undiagnosed dairy intolerance that really just made her in pain like 24-7. Her stomach hurt. She was spitting up like 24-7. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. Like we went through 20 to 30 burp rags a day because she spit up constantly like 10 times after each feed it was it was horrible but she was in pain she was very very fussy very hard to like get down for naps and stuff like that and the only thing that would immediately soothe her was that rocking motion or a bouncing motion on a yoga ball but that's really not that comfortable to do like for extended periods of time so having the rocker to rock her and soothe her and put her to sleep was literally a lifesaver. We eventually got a recliner that way my husband and I could both do it in the living room too because literally that was the only way we could get her down for naps is we would have to rock her consistently for like 10 or 15 minutes because that's the only thing for her that would soothe her and get the I guess, you know, distract her from the pain she was in long enough for her to go to sleep. Luckily, we ended up, you know, learning about her dairy intolerance around three months old, and I completely cut out all dairy, and she was a lot less fussy after that. So probably around four or five months, we ended up selling the glider. We didn't need to rock her anymore. But for those first few months, it was an absolute lifesaver. And this is another one of those things that for me has been really, really easy to find secondhand. And again, buying a secondhand piece of furniture is more sustainable and eco-friendly than buying it new. The next sustainable baby must-have that is on my list might not be for everybody, but it's something that I bought with my first child, actually, and it has just been amazing in terms of both eco-friendly and financial savings, and that is cloth diapers. 
Now, I'm really not an expert in cloth diapers. Um, What has worked the best for me, if it's something that you are interested in, I definitely suggest joining a big cloth diaper Facebook page. If you literally just look up cloth diapers and go to groups, there are tons where people ask questions and get answers. But I joined one of those pages and I learned about like three-in-one diapers, which is pretty much it's just the diaper. You don't need any inserts or extra anything. <laughs> like you have the diaper and that's it. And I think I bought around 25 um, while I was pregnant with my first to get ready for him. And the cloth diapered, I wouldn't say full-time, but more than part-time cloth diapered with my son. And then that was the one baby product that I was like, I don't care if we have kids six months from now or five years from now, we're keeping these cloth diapers for the next baby. So that's what I cloth diaper with my daughter too, is all of the diapers that we bought with my first. So it's really cool. Um, Again, it's cool from an eco-friendly standpoint because every time you use a cloth diaper, that's saving a disposable diaper from being thrown in the landfill. But also financially, like literally we, I bought all of these diapers secondhand off of one of the Facebook groups and we haven't had to buy any more scents. And of course we still, we use disposable diapers at night or if we're going on trips or, you know, hopping in the car to go to a friend's house because in our experience, cloth diapers leak sometimes and it's just not fun to like pick your baby up and then you're like covered with pee because, you know, the cloth diaper leaked or whatever. Um, and I know you can throw extra inserts in them and stuff, but anyway, this is just what has worked the best for my family. So currently I'm probably cloth diapering 80% of the time. Like I always cloth diaper when I'm at home with the kids, which is almost every day. And you know, some people might say like, oh, well, you need to start cloth diapering 100% of the time or like, oh, well, you're still buying disposable diapers. But honestly, like I, this is what works the best for my family. And I encourage everybody to figure out what works the best for your family too, whether that is cloth diapering full-time, part-time, not at all. Again, whatever you decide in your motherhood is best for you. I fully support you and stand behind you. But if you are trying to live more eco-friendly and figure out how to lower your waist and save money with your new baby, cloth diapers are a really good option for that. So this is the last product that I'm going to recommend as a sustainable baby must-have. This is the one that is like a specific brand. Again, not endorsed in any way, not affiliated, not sponsored, but this to me is considered a sustainable baby item, though it might not seem like it at first. And it's something that like if there's one thing that you need in your baby medicine cabinet or hygiene kit or whatever you want to say, this is the one thing that I have like consistently used with all of my kids that I couldn't not mention in this episode. And that is a nose Frida. So typically when you have your baby in the hospital or whatever, they'll send you home with one of those syringe bulbs. And that's what I used for a while with my first until you realize how disgusting these things get. Like if you use it and you don't regularly clean it out and sanitize it, which might I add is almost impossible because of how skinny the neck is. Like it is almost impossible to fully clean these things because there's no way of looking inside to see 
if all of the nasty gunk is out, like you can try. But anyway, these things grow mold so freaking fast, guys. Like when I brought my son home from the hospital, we used one of these for like a week maybe. And then I saw a Facebook post like, cut open your syringe bulb, see what's inside. And I cut it up and it was disgusting on the inside. So that's when I went out and bought a nose Frida. It's pretty much this tool that is this tube and it's connected to another tube and that has like a filter in it and stuff and it sounds so nasty but (laughs) essentially you like use sucking from your mouth to get the snot and mucus out of your baby's nose and again it sounds nasty but with all of the tubes and the filter that goes in there and stuff it's not like you are eating your kid's snot like not even close not at all and it's not as gross as it sounds but this is a really good product because again those syringe bulbs you have to like throw them out every couple weeks because they get nasty you know and then you have to keep rebuying them and that's a lot of plastic that goes into the landfills so I know that while a nose Frida is also you know made of plastic pieces you can literally buy this once and then the only thing that you need to replace are the little filters that go inside of it. And when I think when you buy a nose Frida, it comes with a box of filters already. So this is one of those things like I bought it when my daughter was born a year, almost a year and a half ago and we still have it and we still have like replacement filters from it because we really don't have to use it that often. So this is, again, this is the one thing that is specific brand, very specific product that I recommend but I always recommend this to new moms because when your baby does get congested and is like really snotty and I mean obviously you want your kid to be able to breathe especially if you're nursing or I guess if you're even not breastfeeding like when your kid is drinking from a bottle or the breast if they're congested they won't really be able to breathe while they eat so (laughs) finding some way to help your kids get decongested when they're newborns is very essential and to me this nose Frida was a lifesaver it lasts so much longer than the syringe bulbs it's cleaner than the syringe bulbs and in that aspect to me it is considered more sustainable and eco-friendly because it lasts a lot longer than the alternatives so yeah that's the last product that I recommended if you're listening to this and you've listened this far and now you're like crap what were all the other things just to give a really fast rundown a good baby wrap for newborn phase, and then a soft structured carrier for when they're a little bit older, secondhand clothes, a secondhand rocker or glider, um, cloth diapers, if that's something that you think would work for you and your family, and then the nose Frida. Those are the five baby items that are a must-have for me as a sustainable and minimalistic mom. And again, this isn't like everything that you will need on your baby registry, but I just think that if you're trying to make a list that is more minimal and more eco-friendly, these are things to definitely be included on there. These are the like five things that I consider necessities when getting ready for a new baby. So I hope that this helped some of my new mamas or mamas to be out there. I know it can be very overwhelming trying to get ready for a new baby, but if you're listening to this and you are expecting, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And I hope that this episode just gave you some inspiration and ideas for 
different things to get to get ready for your baby. So again, I hope that this was helpful. If it was helpful for you and you know other pregnant mamas out there that are kind of trying to figure out what to buy to get ready for their baby, feel free to send this her way too. I would love to help as many people as possible with what I talk about in the podcast. So yeah, I hope that this helped you and I cannot wait for you to tune into the next episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. Until next time.